Welcome to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. This is a podcast about seeking first the kingdom of God where we work, live, and play. The content of each podcast will correspond to the current sermon series at Ontario Christian Church, current events that rise up, and also to the church calendar. Thanks for listening. Hey, welcome back to the Seek First podcast with Stephen Jordan. We're glad that you're joined us once again. It's been quite a while, Jordan, since we've done a podcast since November something, early first week of November of 2022. It's been a, kind of a while that we've done this. Indeed. So what's been going on before? Uh, maybe let's catch up a little bit. Why has there been a couple month break in all this? What's What's been going on in our lives? Yeah, there's there's a few things. I mean, right before, uh, right when we stopped, kind of took a break. Um, we were leading up to Advent and the holiday season, and that at times gets busy. For me personally, um, I'm currently working on a master's degree in biblical counseling, and the second half of the fall semester, I found myself in two different classes, uh, two eight-week courses, and it was kind of a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We made it through. Awesome. Excelled, I'm sure, right? So, and then I think kind of what was going on as well is every time we'd sit down to do a podcast, there'd be a lot of other things kind of going on at the mm-hmm. season. And so, uh, but this is now season two, episode one. And uh, we wanted to also let you all know that uh, due to our schedule and finally coming back to, to do the, doing this once again, we're going to be pushing pause on the, the last series that we were doing. Um, out of First Corinthians 13. We may come back to that later. Uh, we feel like there's another subject that we need to kind of touch on uh, here soon as well, starting, well, for the whole church at Ontario Christian Church, uh, the focus being on loving one another um, or the one another's. And the sermon series, eight weeks of sermon series on one another's of the Bible, uh, Sunday school or adult Bible hour, Sundays at 9 a.m. We're going to be doing Caring for One Another by Welch. Uh, looking forward to kind of breaking into that those scriptures and some things and what does it look like to walk alongside of one another. Um, and then, geez, there's a whole lot of different things happening. Our Monday night class mm-hmm. where we're talking about how people change. Um, and then also this podcast kind of shipping, uh, shifting rather towards uh, friendship, that next level of one another's as well. So you have any thoughts on uh, where we're landing on on this series or anything? I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. Um, just getting into uh, a resource that has been helpful for me in thinking about uh, what is friendship and how do we seek to build relationships with one another in a way that honors God and makes us more like Christ mutually. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we think about often is, or at least I try to, is the, the funnel, like the large church gathering that happens at Sundays at 10, you know, is the larger group. And then beyond that, we have the Sunday the Bible study hour at 9 a.m. where we kind of all break out. Uh, but it's not real personal. Uh, it's somewhat, but not overly personal, but it's more informational. Um, and then we have community groups where we kind of dig a little deeper in each other's lives and uh, walk alongside of one another. And this is kind of introducing something that I think is really, really lacking um, right now. I don't know if it's since COVID or, or if it's just always been this way, but these really close relationships where you can actually really dig into life together with that being friendship. Mm-hmm. And so this funnel, the, the friendship kind of is like at the bottom of that bottom of that funnel. That's where things get really close with one another. Um, I know as men, um, men, we struggle oftentimes with this specific thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm finding that women do as well. I will talk with women and they'll say things along the lines. I've got a lot of friends or a lot of acquaintances, but maybe not one or two people that I can really process life with. 
And so I think that this is kind of, we're kind of at a peak right now of, of people not experiencing a real close, tight relationship at a friendship level. And so we kind of wanted to explore what does it look like for us to kind of dig deeper and uh, find those connections with one another. Um, and so it's risky. It's not, it's, it's a risky business mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to like really truly sharing life uh, to this level. But um, I believe what well, Jesus commands it, God commands it. And then also there's a huge benefit or payoff that can come from, from this. Um, so the book we're kind of processing right now is The Company We Keep in Search of Biblical Friendship. Um, and that's by Jonathan Holmes, um, who I know personally and is, a, is an amazing guy and a really excellent biblical counselor, executive director of Fieldstone Counseling. And we're, we're kind of reading through the book and we're going to process it over the next number of weeks uh, together. And then also some other resources that we can pull in, scripture and some other stuff to help us kind of get a grasp on what does it mean uh, to be a friend and uh, what's friendship look like. So, mm-hmm. yeah, do you have anything to throw in there? We want to jump into the next scripture. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the scriptures. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, so John 15 is a passage I actually preached from not that long ago, and is going to use this as a bridge passage uh, into friendship, uh, out of the one another's and into friendship. Um, and so John 15, we'll, we'll pick it up in verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And that's coming straight from Jesus, of course. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. And so Jesus kind of changes the relationship between he and the disciples in this in this point in time um, where he redefines that relationship from being master-servant to friends, uh, which is a far more personal relationship that kind of calls out to the other individual to say, um, we're, we're look, working alongside of one another in life and kind of processing life. And this is what love ultimately uh, does. And the specific definition, we looked at this in the message also, is that uh, this this form of friendship is willing to lay down uh, your life mm-hmm. for the other person, which that's a high calling. Uh, that is a high calling to lay down your life for someone else. Um, so any thoughts you have on that scripture before we jump into kind of the foundational scriptures of where friendship originated? Yeah, I think... Um, <clears throat> The fact that Jesus says, you love one another as I have loved you. I was thinking about as you're reading it, just where all these guys have came from that he's spending time with Mm -hmm. in his final hours um, leading up to his betrayal and arrest and death. Um, I mean, they're tax collectors, they're fishermen. They're just all over the board in Mm -hmm. terms of these different classes of people, different social status, all that kind of stuff. And Jesus brings them all to a table. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think about the fact that he says, love one another even as I have loved you. And we're going to get into this, but the origin of friendship is God himself. Mm-hmm. And you have Jesus here pointing back to how he has loved and served them and then saying, go and do likewise with one another. Um, and I just find that interesting of who he brings together. And, and the call is to go and love one another as I have loved you. Yeah, it is interesting. So we're probably jumping the gun here, but uh, friendship doesn't always have to do with I have xyz and incompatibility with you necessarily either right uh the compatibility with this friendship was christ 
yeah that was the compatibility of friendship so and we'll see this i think as the as the study bears out is that um friendship can overcome a lot of things that you don't normally have in common as well right you can if if christ is in the center of it so and you i mean you said this from the pulpit that um like we not most of us wouldn't hang out together necessarily mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we all love jesus and mm-hmm. so we have for all of us the most important thing about us that we are children of god is the thing we have most in common with everybody else yeah and so it it, it brings about a unity that the things of just having in common with one another doesn't necessarily bring because there's a unity that's grounded in Christ. Yeah. And yeah, it's interesting. You think about our current culture, which is pretty, um, I don't want to use, say flippant, but um, transient, I think mm-hmm. would be the raw, proper word, transient maybe. And I, I observe this where uh, people are close to each other as long as their kids are playing in the same sports team or as long as uh, they're working in the same job, or as long as, typically speaking, mm-hmm. not all the time, but typically speaking, some of those relationships go beyond that. That becomes foundational. Uh, but a lot of our relationships in this world are situational, and they're transient. It's based upon you know, what we have in common in our workplace or a hobby or something along those lines. And so if that hobby goes away, does that friendship really last? Is it really there? In some cases it does. Generally speaking, that whole group of people moves on to the next thing and Mm -hmm. uh, the relationship is bent and formed around that common hobby, that common sport, that common job. And so the beautiful thing about the body of Christ is, is that our common denominator doesn't change. Mm-hmm. It is Christ. It's mm-hmm. Jesus. I have friends that I call that we don't hang hang out very much anymore, but we have the capacity because of Christ and what Christ has done in our hearts and our lives to have that as a common denominator. And the beautiful thing about the body of Christ is some of y'all like motorcycles, some of you like cars, some of you like hobbies and that differentiate, and we all come together and spend time together um, in, in that common ground being that relationship of Christ. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just some interesting things. To, to ponder, I guess, especially in a culture that's so transient. Definitely. So you want to hit the first texts yeah, beyond let, John 15? Let's hit it. Let's go to Genesis 1. So the idea here we want to, um, as is done in, in the resource we're utilizing, as Steve mentioned by, by Jonathan Holmes, we want to kind of paint a picture of what are the origins of friendship in the Bible. Um, the fact that we were created for relationship um, out of the fact that we were created in the image of God. And so in Genesis 1, uh, in the beginning, God has uh, created, and um, he's created the world, he's created the animals, and all the things that it goes through in the first section. And then he gets to verse 26, um, and it says, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And so it says, let us make man in our image, in our after our likeness. So this, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's referencing to a, a plurality of persons, and we know that to be the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the triune God. And so um, what I find interesting, Steve, is that in Genesis 27, he says, God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. So we actually image God best in relationship because male and female were imaging God mm-hmm. in there and how they related with one another. Mm-hmm. And so what jumps out to you as we get there in verse 26 and 27? Well, I, I think the reality is that, um, so if God created 
us in his image in this way, then then we he's also created us for friendship and relationship is what you're getting at, right? And mm-hmm. so what does it look like? Um, and there's a unity factor that, that falls into that as well. What's, what's a unity look like within friendship, within relationship? Uh, God is unified. And we talked about this a little bit. I'm, this is a rabbit trail, so I'm not going to go far down it. But uh, we talked about it Sunday a little bit about the fact that the Spirit of the Lord dwells within you and I, right? And so when even when we have issues, the issues that we may have, we, this may have been the last episode even, um, is that the Spirit of the Lord that dwells within us and um, he created us, redeemed us, saved us, put his spirit within us, then our friendship is based upon him and his spirit should unite us. And when it's not united, then it's usually our flesh. And mm-hmm. so uh, the, the Lord would be calling us back to finding and bearing our friendship um, <clears throat> upon what he has founded through his spirit, which John 15 kind of talks about what's it look like to bear with one another as well in mm-hmm. love. Uh, but yeah, we're made in his image. I don't know what else to unpack in that because I think the John 17 is the passage you wanted to jump to next. Yeah, I guess just to, like context-wise, in the beginning was God was there. And mm-hmm. so you have this, and if you're thinking just in terms of a Genesis 1 perspective, you have this God who's present, and then he creates the world and all the things that are in it, and then he creates mankind. And it says, let us create man in our own image. Mm-hmm. Well, who? what is this God like? Who is he? Mm-hmm. You know, What is he made of? We know there's... Uh, kind of like a plurality of persons. And we again, we know that to be Father, Son, and Spirit. But I find it interesting in John 17, just a few chapters after um, the verse we read in John 15, that Jesus is, he's praying. He's praying for his disciples. He's praying for those disciples who will come. And in John 17, verse 24, he says, Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me and this is interesting, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. And so Jesus is making a reference back to what existed before creation. And if we're going to understand ourselves as relational beings, because we are made in the image of a God who's primarily relational within himself, Father, Son, and Spirit, well, we're right to ask the question, what was God doing before creation? And you, you kind of get, Jesus is shedding light on that here. Before creation, God was existing in this perfect fellowship and relationship within himself, that the father was loving the son and the son was loving the father. And there's a reference to, in in 1 Corinthians, I believe, to this understanding of the fellowship of the spirit as the context in which this relationship Mm -hmm. takes place. And so you get this beautiful triune picture of father and son and spirit existing in this harmonious relationship with one another with love. And that is what they created humanity out of. And he, they created humanity to uh, perpetuate that image and, and to um, be made in that image. And so I just find that helpful when we think about, like, what is this God like and, and whose image we are made? Well, he is a relational being existing before the foundation of the world in a loving relationship between a father and son in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's interesting. If you keep reading, too, in 25, 26, O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, mm. and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your what? Your name. Mm. And I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. And so it's really interesting that, that uh, the son points out that uh, he's proclaiming, you know, Yahweh, um, his name, the name of God, mm. to these people as well. And so uh, friendship also and relationship does is, is established by name. That's why when I call you Jared, it's not very kind, is it, Jordan? 
<laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> and I'm trying, I'm trying not to do it. In, hopefully this last year has been way better, right? Uh, but there's a lot behind our name. Like when when, right. when you say a name, a lot of memories come up or expectations or thoughts or mm-hmm. feelings. All these things arise <clears throat> when somebody's name's spoken. And so there's a relational piece to a name as well. And in, in, in the son, Jesus is saying, I've made your name known to them. Like I want them to know you. Mm-hmm. And uh, as as God, Jesus being the son and part of the triune God or the Godhead, um, he was making known God to us um, in flesh and walking with us and talking with us and interacting with us. And I, uh, 26, I made known to them your name and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you've loved me may be in them and I in them. So bottom line is this friendship and this relationship is all, is based upon love, which we kind of hit pretty hard last week in the message, but in the message before. Um, and so, yeah, it's an interesting relationship dynamic uh, when you think about friendship and name and then also this, the verse before that, before the foundation of the world, this was the plan, you know, and there was a relationship uh, within mm-hmm. the Godhead and that we're made in his image and we're to continue that. And that, and that that's a blessing and a, a fruitful thing for us to walk into uh, as next level relationship as to that next level friendship. So mm-hmm. any other thoughts? You want to go ahead and jump to Genesis 2? Go for it. Well, Genesis 2, as the uh, creation narrative is continuing... There's an interesting thing. Um, it says that in verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every fruit of the tree of the garden, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in it. In the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. <clears throat> and then in verse 18, it says, and the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. And so right away we see this because Adam has been created in the image of God, mm-hmm. um, it is not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. And it's not good for us to be alone. And so he makes a helper fit for him. And he goes on to um, create Eve. And, and if we jump down to verse 23, the man says about Eve, this at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called a woman because she was taken out of man. And therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed. And so, this is obviously a picture of marriage and this first um, covenant of marriage that takes place within the narrative of scripture, but it's also a picture of, of mankind. It's not good for man to be alone because we're created in the image of God who is relational. And so we were created for relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, there's, it's interesting. The more we talk about friendship, the more I get uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. I mean, because I think what happens when we even consider these things, like Adam being alone, it's actually safer alone sometimes. Mm. And this is the awkward thing. I'm just going to be honest with you, right? And so the awkward thing is that it's safer to be alone sometimes because you can control your environment for the most part. Uh, So when you invite somebody else into your life or you're invited into theirs, it's... it's, uh, Things can change. Things mm-hmm. shift. You're not in control. And I think that's one of the things that God really utilizes friendship and relationship for us, for us to see who is in control, that being God. And then also, uh, we talked about this in the last episode last year, uh, is that friendship also gives us the opportunity to grow in who we are. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't truly know who you are unless you're around other people that rub you the wrong way and don't you don't get along with necessarily, right? Right. So uh, we talked at length about this in the last episode of uh, friendship will challenge you. 
It is not easy. It's hard. It's difficult stuff. I mean, good grief. Adam and Eve did not hold it together very long, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yep. so God gives them even the perfect environment for them to dwell in, and they blow it. And so I think one thing I just want to really uh, articulate and communicate to you as the listener, um, there may be in seasons in your life when you've had a close friendship, and it did a lot of harm to you. Mm. Um, and I think the temptation then becomes for us to write off certain friendships or relationships because of that pain or injury, um, which I would, my prayer would be that the Lord would utilize some of those things for us to grow in our own faith, grow in our own knowledge, grow in our own healing, and then ultimately to inform us of what does it mean then to be a good friend. Mm. So what God, what Satan intends for evil, God intends for good. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's this tendency within us, and I, and I think there's a natural pushback right now culturally to this because we're so divisive. Um, and mm. so I think there's a natural pushback as soon as we even start a podcast on friendship. One is, well, no one will be my friend or I've been hurt by a friend or it's mm-hmm. a risk I, that I want to take or I'm too busy to be a friend. Uh, there's just a lot. I can hear all the questions because I'm thinking them and feeling them. I only have so many hours in a day, right? Um, and yet it's a high calling that God mm-hmm. has given us to grow in our own faith, uh, to grow in our own maturity, to be more like Christ, which we just read in John 15, that mm-hmm. Jesus is our friend and laid down his life for us. We're seeing that we're made in God's image, that he created us in his image, that he's given us this command uh, to do this, according to John 15. It's a command Mm -hmm. that we are to be his friends and follow the things he's called us to do and be. And so I think that we're going to have to tackle some of those hard questions as well, like because there's some natural pushback. I can feel it even through through this microphone and speaker. There's natural pushback to say, ah, been there, done it. Mm-hmm. It bit me. It did not feel good. You know, right. I don't I don't know that I have it in me. And um, so during this, I hope that during this time, we can kind of unpack some of those things as well. Sure. Other tensions. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, I mean, we just laid the uh, the origins or the foundation of, of relationship. And what you're getting at is the fact of the fall. It didn't last long. No. Yeah. And the fall messed everything up. Mm-hmm. It Sin is infected every part of who we are, mm-hmm. and that creates ramifications. It mm-hmm. created ramifications for Adam and Eve. Yeah, um, and you know this, their kids didn't work out <laughs> not very well. <laughs> that did not go well. Um, yeah. And and just the the utter brokenness that we see on display throughout Scripture and in the world and in our own lives and our own hearts and our own minds and mm-hmm. like this is tough stuff. Um, and I think that. You mentioned like we may have baggage around friendship and um, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. relationships have been fractured by the fall. Yep. And I think while it is, and yeah, you said it well, while it's a daunting journey, it's a journey we want to take. Mm-hmm. And it's also a journey we're called to take mm-hmm. because God, God's in it. And God is present in it, and He's the unifying theme of relationships. And we'll get into more of the uh, intricate mm-hmm. details of: Am I supposed to be super open and friends with everybody? Right. Well, right, no, right, not right. necessarily. Yep. It's um, finding a few people to to do life with and walk alongside with at that level yep. of of depth. And yeah. so, yeah, how? I mean, should we get to the questions that? That Jonathan raises in the book then? Yeah, just a second. Yeah, go ahead and get those ready. But okay. uh, I think there is, I just want to give a little bit of hope. Even though I brought up some of the hardships or the hard pieces, I do it because 
I think as soon as we talk about friendship, you're either going to listen to this episode because you want to grow in it or you're going to not listen to it because you've been burned. Mm. Um, And I want to give some hope of the redemptive nature of friendship as well. Because even Jesus with Peter, after Peter like totally backstabbed him, totally backstabbed Jesus. Mm. um, In the end, Jesus loved him enough as a friend um, and as in a relationship to confront and then reassure him that he does love him as well. And Mm -hmm. so I think that just uh, there is a redemptive piece to friendship um, that can be available, but it's hard. It's hard work, but it it can also, there's so many benefits that can come from it. And right now, some of you are thinking, well, how many friends do I have to have? I, I want that. Um, and I've tried it and, and it's just not gone well, or I haven't been able to make that connection. Um, I guess my counsel just in the beginning of, the, of this first episode is to not lose heart and see this as a marathon, not a sprint. Mm, mm-hmm. um, the best friendships are not built on sprints. Um, they're mm. built on marathons and it does. Sometimes it takes forever. It takes a long time to establish that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, so just being patient with, well, yeah, let's hit the questions. I'm not, I don't want to stop rambling. We're at 24 minutes. So go no, I it. think that's, I mean, what you said is needed and well said like marathon and not sprint. So it's not like we need to be arrived tomorrow with this. Deep, yeah. It's a process. Yeah. Like we're made in this image of God, which means there's this potential for this depth of relationship. Right. But that's not, that's the ideal and that's the hope. Yep. And that is, that is where we can get. It's not necessarily where we are or where we will be tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, in the book, the author points out, uh, there's some common questions we have surrounding friendship, um, and to kind of, um, set those up. He says, should a Christian's expectations for friendship differ from those of a non-Christian? Many of us harbor silent questions like some of these, and maybe you are, as we're kind of laying these foundations, talking about or thinking through some of these questions, or maybe these are questions you've wrestled with for a long time and you haven't been given the space to process these or name them out loud. And um, I, I hope they're helpful. So should we just work through one at a time and kind of see? Yeah, or pick your top two or three okay. for this one. Yeah. Um, let's go with the first one. Go for it. I think it starts us off well. That's probably why he put it first. <laughs> If a group of people are all saved and adopted into God's family, then really, why can it seem so hard to form open, honest, genuine friendships in the church? Mm. Have you ever thought that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Me too. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> this is a loaded question. Very. We're at minute 25 here, but... um yeah, and it kind of brought that up. The, sp- the spirit of the Lord that dwells within us should actually unify us, not break us down. But I think we're, we are fallen creatures. And mm. so we do, even though we're saved and we're set apart and uh, we're supposed to be God's people, uh, we're still human and we still mess up. And it's hard to form open, honest, genuine friendship in the church because uh, there's a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. You know, we just talked about this Monday night in our uh, How People Change class. Mm. It was mm-hmm. brought up, you know. Is it safe to share, you know, who I am? And I maybe we can answer some of what you brought up earlier just real quick. Um, when it comes to the whole body of, the, of Christ gathering on a Sunday morning, that's not the place where you stand up in the middle of the things and confess your deepest problems and issues. That right. is not the space right. necessarily, uh, generally speaking, for sure. Right. Um, and then it funnels down. And then so where is that safe place? You know, and I think that the part of the – oh, Wow. I'm about to unpack something that may not be helpful, but part of the American church model mm. has been come and do, yep. come and experience, and then leave. 
Um, and one thing we're trying to break down is that model to say that isn't who we want to be. We want to be a body that gathers uh, together on a Sunday morning and then also builds relationships throughout the week. Right. Um, and that we have those relationships that um, help one another conform to the image of Christ, which means I have to be within those relationships, a smaller circle. I have to be more transparent, more open, more honest. Mm. Um, and it may be just one or two other people that I'm doing right. that with me, even in our community group, some of them are like 16, 20 people, maybe even in a community group, and you may have one person or maybe two people in that group, even mm-hmm. that you get together with and are open, honest, and genuine. Right. Like completely. Right. You know? And so just to kind of extend that as a, at OCC, we're not saying, Hey, as a whole body on a Sunday morning, when we all gather together, uh, this should be an expectation of you being able to be this, but we don't expect you to come forward and confess all your faults and sins to everybody or your, your wounds or things that are going on. Mm-hmm. But to so the flip side of that, this is dangerous because the flip side of that is I pray to God that we also don't wear masks mm-hmm. on a Sunday or when we gather. Like if, if a brother or sister is down, that we do, we could see it and that we can't right. pray over them. We may, may not even need to know the details, right? but as a body that we can pray over them and then they are able to be open and honest with somebody else throughout the week to get the deeper help that they need. Sorry, I went into kind of a no, tangent there. No, it's great. I mean, it's, it's the general answer is uh, because we live in a fallen world, but the specific answer has a lot to do with what has become status quo in the American church. Yeah. I know it's a can of worms, but... It's it's a problem, yeah. And if if we're gonna wear masks, if we're gonna seek to manage our image and uh, project ourselves in such a way that people, certain people, think of me in certain ways, so I don't have to engage in certain conversations, mm-hmm. this is this won't happen. Mm-hmm. Like it just biblical friendship won't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is both on the side of um, we need to be more approachable as people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when we become more approachable. I think we open the door for friendships to actually flourish and thrive because it begins to tear down those walls people have. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just thinking about what happened that Wednesday. It's happened a couple Mondays now in that class is, Mm. and the point being, so if I say this, will you still love me? Right. Like if you really know this about me, will you still love me? And I think that's the bottom line. And the beautiful thing, let's just to kind of close this out in my own mind real quick, is mm-hmm. God knows every stinking aspect of my life and still loves me. Right. He loves me enough to change me. He knows more about me than I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so uh, we're to ex- if God loves me that way, then I'm to extend that love to others. That's mm-hmm. just the bottom line. And I think that we have been burnt, and so we're fearful of doing that. And I'm praying that over time trust can be built and then we can do that with one another and i I really believe here at occ we're like we're at that next step like just praying through Mm -hmm. that we know that we do love one another to the point where we can we can be who god has called us to be and sometimes that means broken even right so yeah right it's good we're about out of time here we're at 30 minutes great maybe let's so what's what's the uh What's the takeaway here? I, I, I guess I, one thing I thought about while we we're, you know, we only hit one of these questions. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to hit more of them because they're they're just so good and they start to address the internal deflections we have mm. to this idea. I mm-hmm. think in a really really great way. So, um, I think when it comes to biblical friendship and this desire to seek it, I think a practical first step is start like if you don't have this and it's something you long for start thinking about people you know 
that love Jesus and people that you can trust. And you, you just mentioned trust in that. Like start thinking about who do I know that loves Jesus and who do I know that I can trust mm-hmm. um, and start discerning that. That doesn't mean you need to go have a conversation with them this week and, and lay all this out, but start start thinking through that. Yeah. If this is something you don't have and you long for it. Yeah. And I'd say start slow too. Yeah. Marathon, not sprint. Yeah, yeah. Take take your time, and uh, yeah, we'll take some time processing this. And don't be offended to the core if that person doesn't have the current bandwidth to mm. engage at that level as well. Right. Um, everybody's is at a different stage or doing different things or may be maxed out in certain ways. So don't um, don't take don't take uh, that as a sign of rejection. It, it, it may just be that that person also doesn't have bandwidth right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, because there is a risk. There is a risk of this. There's yep. a risk of even bringing it up yep. because um, there, there's a chance whenever you raise um, a bar and you don't hit it, there's a lot of disappointment. And so I just want to yeah, be really clear to, that our goal is to posture ourselves towards the Lord in this and to seek his will and um, to make ourselves available for what it is that God may be calling us to next. Yeah, definitely. So, I think availability and approachability for mm-hmm. other people to maybe come in as well yeah. and be seeking out of us. So. Maybe making some space in your own life. Yeah. For others. So. Definitely. Wow. There's, you know, we could go four hours on this, but we're going to have to yeah. stop at this episode. This is just kind of the teaser, I guess. We'll, you know, this is the first episode just to kind of say, hey, this is what's to come. This is where we're going to go with this thing. So, by the way, if you have some questions about friendship or if you have some ideas or thoughts about it, feel free to go ahead mm-hmm. and email it to us at podcastseekfirst at gmail.com. I almost forgot. It's been so long, Jordan, since yeah. we've done we're that. We're shaking off the rest. Yes, it's going to take some yeah. time for us to shake off the rest. But uh, feel free to email us. Um, we'll put some information in the show notes about this book as well, where you can find it. Um, and then maybe a couple of the other questions even that you can maybe dialogue in the comments wherever you found this uh, to give some more input as well thank you for listening we're looking forward to where god is taking us as a body that Mm -hmm. gathers on a sunday morning we want to be way beyond a body that just gathers on a sunday morning and i'm really looking forward to 2023 and the sense of what the lord is up to here if you don't have a home church we'd really like for you to be invited to this uh, this body uh, to join us if you if you're looking for a place to belong uh, this is your invitation to join us and on this journey as we pursue christ and uh, to love God and love others well. Thanks for listening. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us, as well as any topics you would like us to consider in the weeks to come. We encourage you to continue to seek first the kingdom of God where you work, live, and play. Blessings. Blessings.